We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Backliners podcast. It's Agro and Barracuda as per usual. And uh, those who are as per always, uh-oh, then my... Hold on, no one's hearing Barracuda because I messed up my my thing. Thank you for complimenting my new angle. I got a new setup. Well, it's the same setup. I just finally set up my third monitor. Um, and maybe now they can hear you, Barra. You want to say something for me? Oh, it's all scuffed. It's all scuffed. It's all scuffed. I don't know what to do. It's not working. Uh default why is the default not working they should be able to hear you i don't understand why they can't <sighs> when am i gonna learn how to be tech savvy barra when am i gonna learn well okay to be fair you just oh we're back being... we we fixed you it. just okay. you just stopped being a caster yeah so it takes a while for like the other things in your brain to start working so I think yeah. it's fine, you know, like once at a time, like you'll learn tech stuff, you know, you'll learn how to design gods, you'll learn all these things that you didn't know before. That's true. I will learn a lot of things. Um, and you're probably already learning a lot of things. That's true. And I guess it's pushing some, you, it's an excuse, Bear, have you, I, I think I've given you this, this advice on the podcast before, but we've been doing this mm-hmm. podcast for so long that we probably both forgot about it already. Some, let's say that my lovely wife asks me to mm-hmm. um you know put some put some clothes away or something like that and i totally mm-hmm. forget uh and i legitimately forget um because i have adhd which was recently diagnosed by the way shout out adhd um shout out wait <laughs> destiny has that. let's go i know D- destiny being like yeah you should uh you should try and get a diagnosis it'll really help uh was what pushed me to do so so go uh go. some good advice from destiny and advice to all of you uh do that um anyways yeah i'll legitimately forget but i'll be like oh i'm sorry dear uh i i totally forgot but because um they recently just like nerfed on her's impale from 14 seconds to 13 seconds cooldown and i had to like replace that putting the clothes away in my brain with on her's new impale cooldown um and you know because you can only have so many things in your brain at once and so it pushes it out you Uh know what i mean um you know like i would have remembered to do the to do the dishes but like i had to memorize all of shiva's like damages um yeah and so i just can't anymore 
I mean, like, living with Destiny, I completely understand. Like, it's basically out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Like, 100%. And, because I've also tried with Destiny to, like, why don't you just make a list? And that's, she's like, that doesn't help. And for my brain, I'm like, how does that not help? You literally just, <laughs> how does that not help? Here's <laughs> a funny thing. I hope I don't, I hope that nothing accidentally leaks here. I have, so I'm working from home now, uh, and oh, no. I have, uh, I'm trying to be more organized. So in an effort to do that, I'm using different, I'm using, an, Joe told me to use a notebook. Um, so I've got a notebook right here, my Smite World Championship 2018 notebook. That has a bunch of my notes. But then I decided that that is only for certain types of notes. And for other types oh, no. of notes, I need this little date book, which is for different dates that are on my calendar, which is hanging on my wall. And then there's a, a super special notebook, which I doesn't have a cover. Okay, I can show you the backside. It's like a little notepad like this that is for the uh -huh. really important do right away things that I that doesn't have a cover, so I have to see it all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, this is how my brain organizes, um, mm -hmm. but I think it's working so far. You know, yeah. I mean, and then I've got like digital notes as well, of course. Look, everyone's got their own brain. You just got to figure out what your brain likes and what your brain succeeds on. Mm -hmm. And you just, it's its one step at a time, man. It's so, like, before Me Destiny too. was diagnosed with ADHD, I was just like, I asked you to do the dishes. Why don't you do the dishes? Like, <laughs> and then afterwards, I'm like, okay, I actually know why you didn't do the dishes this time. Like, that that actually makes sense to me. That And that's fine. Like, yeah, you just, it's, it's all a learning process, you know, which is a wonderful ride. It's a wonderful experience to, you know. The, jur okay. the journey that we call life. Barrow, we're like on our soapboxes as 30-year-old men, like, preaching to these gamer kids yeah. about like, life right now. Okay. But I, talked about this on my I talked about this on my stream real quick, but, okay, when Destiny sweeps the floor, she leaves these little piles around, uh -huh. and it used to drive me crazy. And now, like, now that we're aware of her ADHD and everything... I'm like, oh, it's like a cute thing now, where <laughs> now I get like enjoyment out of seeing like the little piles and I'll just like sweep them up. Whereas uh -huh. before I'm like, why can't you just finish sweeping? Like, well, she did. Now, it sounds to me like she finished sweeping, you know? Like that's the thing to me. It sounds like she finished to me. I don't know. There's just three little piles around the living room. <laughs> Of just like cat hair and like miscellaneous whatever the cats have torn up the last like week. There's just little piles and I yeah, it's it it's adorable now. I, I like it now. That's that's very cute. That's very wholesome. And that's a very stark contrast to how I think this episode of the podcast is gonna go, Barra. Because oh. I've got a hot take coming in. I think I said this on the week that you were sick and, and weren't able to do the podcast right before um play ins. Mm -hmm. We've talked very briefly about SPL rosters, but this week we're going to be going over every single SPL roster, giving our thoughts. And I just have yep. an overarching statement um, about the SPL rosters this year. Wait, is it your same statement as before? It is. Um, okay. I don't know if you heard it last time. Maybe uh, maybe people in the I've chat will remember. Well, I've heard this statement a lot. I assume I know what you're going to say. I think there was not nearly enough change in the SPL mm -hmm. this year. And here's my reasoning. There can only be one team that wins Worlds. And <laughs> you have to beat every other team when uh -huh. they are theoretically playing at their best. Because the highest level, you know, the most pressure typically brings out the best play. 
That's what mm-hmm. happened to the Smite World Championship. I don't think... You know, I, I've been on record on on the past in saying that win, the capability of winning a championship is binary. You either are capable of it or you aren't. And you can't predict anything beyond that because there's too many outside factors. And that goes for traditional sports and esports. All you can do is say, on our best weekend, are we capable of beating every other team? And if the answer to that is yes, then everything is fine. You know, even if you're having a down period, whatever... You think that you can make it work. But we've seen how important playing well in big moments and in regular season has been, both of which mm-hmm. I think have, have really uh, increased over these last few years. Yes, I know about SK and PK's run a few years ago, but those players always showed the propensity to do what they did in playoff events come playoff event time. And with that in mind, I think... A I think most teams staying very similarly constructed mm-hmm. is not conducive to more teams being able to win a world championship. The team that should be the most excited about everyone staying the same is the Atlantis Leviathans because they were better than every team during the regular season last year and they were better than every team during the playoffs next year. And I don't see why any team is going to surpass them if they've stayed if everyone has stayed basically the same. So I think if if I'm on the Leviathans I'm licking my lips at a back-to-back here. Like, just because the league hasn't threatened... You know, surely there are teams capable of beating them. But mm-hmm. the teams often get better because new ideas and new personalities are meshed together and then they build into something better. That's why the league has improved so much, especially after EU and NA, like, merged together. Mm-hmm. So all these teams staying the same means they are, their ideas they had last year are going to be similar means their execution they had last year is going to be similar and it's more likely to lead to a similar result that's my that is my overall statement do i think the leviathans are locks to win again absolutely not but i think that they should be pretty heavily favored with the way the the league shook down i think they're heavily favored depending on the meta uh i also think zap joining that team was extremely good yeah. But I'm also curious for your take on, like, which team should have changed. Because I feel like for us, I feel like we had a pretty good year. I feel like Titans had a pretty good year. Um, I think Dragons had a pretty lackluster year. Uh, Kings were pretty hot and cold. Um, I think they played really well at playoffs time. But I think during the regular season, I think they were uh, bad. But they are not bad. But, like, they weren't, like, at the level they, they, that they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, sentence was difficult for me. Um, Scarabs got better as the year went on. Um, Onis, I mean, they had ping problems, and I think their ping problems affected them way more, but I think they... <laughs> I think Onis need to be on... I think we talked about this last, we did. last week. Or yep. the week before. Um, it was... I think they need to be on high alert. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, this is like... A giant tornado is coming, basically, yep. and we need to prepare. Yes. And I think if they don't get their, you know, their stuff together, I think that uh, that roster is going to be disappointed in their year. Um, but I, from being on the other side of the argument, I think I disagree with your statement, but because I feel like 
for so many teams, I feel like they had a really good year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're going to change up things just for the sake of it, just to hope that the people we're getting can change the way that we're playing enough. And then if, like, it, if you kept, like, three players on each roster and basically just did, like, a little shuffle dance with the rosters and just threw players at each roster, I think it'd be quite difficult to argue that we're going to improve or a team is going to improve just because we're making a change. But I do respect your argument in the term of Leviathans look so dominant at the world's land in particular that it's really hard to say why aren't you guys making changes because Leviathans lost one game out of nine or out of ten or whatever. Right. So it's like, why aren't you guys just feeling absolutely desperate? And for us, I mean, I think our picks and bans were kind of bad for, like, our games against Leviathans. I think we had, like, the wrong read on the meta. I think we match up really well into Leviathans at, like, land stages and playoffs and everything. But I think our read on the meta was just too wrong in that situation to recoup the place that we put ourselves in, basically. Sure. Um, and that's understandable, but I, I just mean that let's take let's take your example of you guys just had the wrong read on the meta. I just think that with the same it's 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 not even about who the players are, in my opinion, or what or what they do. It's that bringing in new personalities and new players to have different to, to learn how they think about the game over the course of a year in a on a really deep mm-hmm. level just raises everyone's understanding of the game. You know, it's why teams have consistently gotten better over the years. It's because players have intermingled, they've taught each other things, they've learned from each other, and that increases your likelihood of having a better read on the meta. Whereas if you have the same five players and you give them the same question in Season 8 that you gave them in Season 9, yes, they can learn from their mistakes and they could potentially you know, change the way that they thought and learn from wh- what they did wrong. But typically, in what I've seen over the years, it is a faster learning curve to have to get your thoughts on the game challenged by a new set of teammates every year and then have to reshape your thought about the game. And that gives you a better chance of actually hitting the nail on the head when it comes to things like the meta and picks and bans. And that kind of stuff. I think that's why teams continually have gotten better at that over the years. Um, that's my, that's that's my like, thought process, at least. I would say that's like a 50-50, because sometimes roster changes can really help out a team, but sometimes they can be really bad. Yeah, of course. Um, say, for instance, like, Scary D joining Titans, like, doing a role change just so he can be on, like, a really good team. I think that was kind of bad. I think when we had Sot on Renegades, I think Sot had, like, probably his worst year in comp like outside of that i think he's played insanely well yep um i I think i i I get your point but as a player it's weird to go into the roster apocalypse and say okay we had a really good year we like tied the win loss or tied the win streak ever like i feel like we played really good like the entire year basically but we should just be doing a roster change for the sake of it, I guess. Or like, and then it's like, who do you want to 
kick who should stay like is it's hard our Jake's sure. idea is not good enough or Vin's idea is not good enough like are my ideas not good enough like and then you're all just rating each other like on a tier list at that point so it feels just yeah you have to have like an open conversation of a tier list of your teammates yeah that's what and... it requires it's hard but also just it just seems weird to force that onto teams i think no i look let's like force it obviously right. but like to i guess direct that conversation yeah um because i feel like i mean there were a decent amount of changes i think like leviathan's kings and us stayed together i think scarabs have new person winter dogs are obviously completely new i i'm i think for your argument i would have said onis need to change yeah um, i think they do i think I think Scarabs had really good. I mean, you could argue the same for Dragons if you're looking at for Worlds. Dragons only played changed one person, yep. and they had a very lackluster year. Um, well, I think they had a lackluster year compared to what we're used to seeing them at the level. Um, yep. So it's like, do we just want to kick Sam? Do we want to kick PBM? Like, who's is? I don't know. It's. I, I see your point, but I think I slightly disagree with it. Yeah, I think that's fair. You definitely do not have to agree. One last thing before we go into the rosters. Someone in chat, Castler7, says, surely the fact that the Leviathans have been together for so long is part of the reasons why they're so dominant. I think the Leviathans actually prove my point, and that's look at how much better they got whenever they added Zapman, and he challenged their idea of how they wanted to play in certain moments, and they said they talked often about how much they learned from him and how important they thought he was to their team environment and, and for them getting their game to the next level. So, in my opinion, I think that's a, that's a case study in why making even one change can be important. And maybe that says that these teams did make significant changes uh, that, that only changed mm-hmm. that one player. Um, we'll start... Uh, yeah. I'm just going kind of alphabetically here. Oh, sorry, Barry. Do you want to say something? Well, I was going to say, as legit Mark said, they were kind of forced to change, but I think that they picked up the literally the best person in the league for that team which i think zap has really strong macro game which is where that they have always struggled and i think and we talked about on the podcast a lot with yep. leviathans or like that sanguine whatever whatever you want to call it um that was where they always struggled and if you could find i would say for dragons like what do you think that their major weakness is to kick someone to replace them with x member like what would you say, like, right now that they need to do to make sure the last year doesn't happen again for them? Hmm. So, I think for any team, and this this includes the Jade Dragons, but in general, mm. I think that if I were, you know, if this were League of Legends and there was a, millions and millions of dollars on the line and there was a huge coaching staff and a coaching staff was the one making the decisions with the rosters, because that that does put it in a different lens than as a player, you know, the changes that a player would make, I think are very different than the changes that a front office would make. And I, and I would consider myself more obviously on the front office side of this sort of thing. I think from a front office perspective, uh, that's, that's the term in sports. I realize now that probably doesn't land a whole lot for Yeah. That's what they call like, that's what they call like coaching staffs and like, you know, GMs and whatnot in, uh, in traditional sports. But from that perspective, I think, that it should be all about making sure that you've got an identity as a team 
having players who will who are willing to buy into that identity and then make sure that mm-hmm. it all meshes. Um, that there can be, you know, you don't want one player's opinion to dominate. It's it doesn't advance you you and your team and your strategies. But there has to be an, a, a base agreement on how you want to execute a game plan at all the time. And I think it would be as simple as what do I think the best way to play the game is? Who do I think exemplifies that play style? And I would pick up players that are considered worse than others. If I thought they could execute the play style, I think it's best because Mm -hmm. as we talk about all the time, it's about that buy-in. So, you know, without, without knowing how these conversations go for each team, I don't think that I could say it for any team who I think they should remove necessarily. And, you know, there are obvious, well, there are obvious ones, but like... Yeah, the only reason I said that was because Leviathan said a clear weakness. And sure. I know you're, like, I would say, like, friends with everyone on Dragon, so you yeah. have, like, more of an inside scoop into, like, their strengths, their weaknesses, obviously. So I was wondering if you had, like, kind of anything to throw at them because i think that conversation is fun to throw it back on you to see who you would want to do this that's fair that's fair i think that i would like in general again not just for the dragons but them included Mm -hmm. i would pick core pieces or a core piece and i would build my team identity around what i think that player does well and i think that you could do that with how, how Mike thinks about the game. I think you could do that with how Sam thinks about the game. You could do it with Panda. You could do it with fine. The dragons mm-hmm. are in a unique spot where I think all four of their players that are, that were staying are fairly oh, you're such a fan. Such a fan. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all four of them have the, <laughs> have the ability and have strong thoughts about how they want to play and talking to them. You know, some players I talk to mm-hmm. them and I'm like, you know, do you think that this is right or this is right? And they go, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to lock in the OP stuff and that's what I'm going to do. Uh, mm-hmm. And those yeah, players are I fine, mean... but you, that's not who I want to, that's not who I'm going to pick first overall in a, in, in a fantasy mm-hmm. draft situation, right? Like I want someone who has an idea of exactly what I'm going to do. So if I personally felt like Mike's identity was best, if, no, if I didn't think everyone was meshing with that, I would kick everyone but Mike and start from scratch. If I thought Final K's, if, if I thought Final K's ideas were the best, I would kick everyone else besides you're, Final K's. You're in a pain to beyond day this Yes, man. that's how it, yes! It's about winning, bro. That's how it is. You gotta do it that way. I'm gonna lie, I think the pain to beyond day strat's awful. <laughs> no offense. I'm just, just I'm just saying, I'm... man, if I thought that that was the best way to win, that's what There's I would no do. There's no way. That's Wait, what I would do. Uh, so if like say you're fine and say like PB and PCAT, I know I'm like wasting a lot. Or not wasting time. But... No, this is what this pod, this, us talking about whatever nonsense okay, we were talking about. It's literally what this podcast is for. Uh, so <laughs> so say like fine and PBM like the same idea. So mm-hmm. you're saying you just pick any players and then you just. Pick... <laughs> <laughs> So say like, say everyone, you like, you ask the Discord, right? Like, how do you guys want to play the game? Uh-huh. And then you compare it. Obviously, you're submitting blind answers. You know, you can't see other people's answers beforehand. Right. So you're submitting all these blind answers. You see who lines up the most. And whoever lines up the most, you kick, you keep those and you kick everyone else. Sure. Yeah, I'm down with that. That That's basically the crux of my argument. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know if that's. 
good because I feel like if you have like late game people and you want to choose late game, I feel like if you don't have the the people that are on Titans, who in my opinion are like the best at defending their buffs, I think they're just all stars at playing defense. Right. Um, I feel like that wouldn't work because the people you would have to pick up, you're literally going into like, how do you want to play the game? And if they don't answer late game, you're like, nope, not for us. And you go to the next guy, and you're like, late no, game? No, I don't think... I, oh, look, yeah. but okay. Barra, if I... Okay, let's say... Let's say... Let's take your hypothetical. And let's say Mike mm-hmm. and Fine, they're, they're... The way they want to play the game alliance, and no one else's does. So I'm starting from mm-hmm. just those two, right? If I go to you, and let's say you're open to team offers, and I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. my team core thinks that we should... Thinks that CC heavy gods are broken... They want to play heavy CC every game, and they they really think objective playing around objectives is more important than in than invading. Like they want to do the old splice strat of we're just playing mm-hmm. Kukulkan every game, <laughs> and we're walking to gold, and we're doing it in your face, and then we're walking away. That's what our team identity is going to be. And I come to you and talk to you about how you think about the game, and you go, "Yeah, I think the only way you can win is by invading buffs. Like that's that's what the good teams do." You know, obviously objectives are important, but yeah. I don't want to be picking, like, I don't want a Kuku Khan on my team. I want someone who's going to get me mid-prio and is going to invade reds. Why would I pick you up in that situation? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that you just don't see the game the same way, and that's okay. You could be right, or mm-hmm. I could be right, but at the end of the day, you're just coming, you're boiling it down to, do I think my way is correct? And then you're putting all your eggs in that basket. I don't see a whole lot of value in fence sitting on how you think the game should be played because you'll get beat by teams who are better who are willing to go all in on one strategy on both sides of the coin i i agree with your point but what if your team from last year already has the idea of how they want to play the game so in the sense that if we like sat down and everyone was on the same page but we just Mm -hmm. didn't perform last year well I would think critically about whether or not that strategy can work because we didn't win last year. And Mm -hmm. if we all were on the same page and I didn't think that that was, if we didn't think that if we were really sure that that was correct and then it wasn't, it would make me think like, are we on the right track? And if we just, you know, simply got unlucky or whatever it is, that's usually, you know, if I'm in a GM position, that's not really good enough for me. So that's, that's the way I would message. Any looking for team objective? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, actually, that's really good. Any uh, any cuckoo con enjoyers that are looking for team? You know, I'm obviously like really honing it for the for the sake of the conversation. Uh-huh. But I think that the general well, premise is, uh, is is really what I think that you all have to be on the same page. And then if I thought that our strategy was good, and then we just didn't execute then that just comes down to a player not playing up to their potential or not, you know, not doing what we expected. And then I would just, you know, if, if I thought that that was unfixable, then I would kick them and look for someone else who can do something similar, but better. Yeah. I, I mean, I respect that argument. I think that's not a bad argument by you at all. Yeah. It's definitely not a player focused argument. And I understand why, Mm -hmm. you know, I understand why you wouldn't necessarily agree with it. Uh, but I don't think either of us, you know, this is a philosophical discussion. It's not which one of us is correct and which one of us isn't, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I mean, as you said earlier, I think if there was a lot more, 
I don't know if structure is the the right word, but just if Smite was league, I guess, mm-hmm. and there was like coaches for literally everything, and it was a really like you're really dissecting everything, like every like second of gameplay basically yeah. for everyone. I'm pretty sure like each role has their own coaches or something. Yeah, pretty but, much. Like, and then I don't know if they all have like subs or like what what that. Yeah, it's entails, like a, it's like, an academy team. Like they just yeah. play that, and that's like who they scrim. By the way, they don't scrim other teams like in the LCS or whatever. They just scrim their academy teams. That's how they practice because they're like mm-hmm. so secretive about their strategies and that kind of stuff. And it's just good for the academy teams, right? Because it just gets those players closer to high level. I I I love scrim partnering. I think scrim partnering is a great idea. You were you your teams have uh, always been scrim partner mains, huh? I I just love it. I I mean, okay, obviously I think now is a different time than before, but I really think with a scrim partner you can just grow differently. Eh, I mean, there's obviously anyways. There's plus and minus to both. We should go over the teams before I, I keep yapping for like 30 more minutes. No, hey man, I'm it's normally me yapping, so I, uh, I, I'm i here for the Barry yapping. Sharks in chat, by the way, the coach for the Valkyries saying they do scrim other teams, so maybe I'm misinformed on that. Sorry if I am. Oh, that felt so weird for you to say Valkyries. I was like, Valkyries? Yep, that's right. Oh, yeah, the Valkyries. Yep, okay, that makes sense. Yep. Uh, all right, latest Leviathans. Not a whole lot to say here. Uh, this, this is the number one team coming in. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, I think that it's crazy to think that they only had a couple of months with Zap, uh, and I assume they will not stagnate. Um, I assume they will continue to get better. Uh, maybe not throughout the whole year, but I would expect them to improve from, say, Phase 1 to Phase 2, uh, just mm-hmm. because I don't think that they've... It's another it's another crux of my argument that I think that five people together stagnate eventually. Uh, it's just a matter of when, not a matter of if. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that the, the Leviathans are not near that point yet. I thought they continued to play better basically every week as the year went on. I mean, in my opinion, you can kind of hear it in their comms where everyone outside of Zap is freaking out and, like, yelling. And then Zap's like, Phoenix, 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 <laughs> Phoenix. Fire giant, fire giant, fire giant. We can dive, we can dive. And I think that's literally just what they needed to like have them just refocusing on what they're literally doing like they have they have the micro down like their mechanical skill is through the roof yep but their macro play always struggled so i think staying together and as well as zap i have a ton of respect for zap obviously um i think his backline style fits shinto perfectly um i think also pantom yeah i just think that they're like kind of a god squad now with zap i don't think they were god squad before but i think they're kind of a god squad now with just their mechanical skill and then zap is just like the perfect player for them macro wise to keep everyone on what we're actually doing on the map and what our main objective is um so yeah i think i think that them staying together is obviously perfect for them i think that they will continue to dominate and perform extremely well Yep, that team is sick. Uh, yeah, the the pinnacle of what you want to be doing in Smite at all times, basically, for that squad. Yep. Uh, all right, next up, again, I'm just going alphabetically on the SmiteProLeague.com roster. Uh, the Camelot Kings, unchanged from last year. How do you think the Kings will fare? Maybe not the entire season, but you can do the entire season, but throughout 
you know, or the beginning, whatever you want to do. I think kings are obviously mechanically very good. And I think that teams caught on as the year went on for how they want to play the game. And I think that they were really good. And I could be misremembering this, but I was very impressed by their objective play in like spring and summer. And I think as the year went on, I think that they like teams caught on. They had to play a different style because before they it seemed like they were just kind of rushing objectives and getting every objective over other teams. And I think as the year went on, they kind of started playing differently. I don't think it was a bad differently. I think they just had to like readjust what they were doing on the map. It could be wrong, um, mm. but I think I. I think that team's sick. Like, <laughs> I have a lot of respect for... I mean, their front line and back line. Um, that's why I, I don't mind them staying together, because I think that they think that they should have performed better, and I agree. Um, and I... Yeah. Uh, I mean, they had to play uh, Leviathans, obviously, and they were the only team at Worlds to take a game off of Leviathans. Um, and then they also had Ping Diff the, the this year, or last year, so... I think them staying together and kind of like working through the ping diff this year and kind of seeing if they can make a better run than they did last year is fine. Yeah, I'm interested in what's going to happen to this team because I think this team, I just have so much respect uh, for the way Twig plays the game in particular. Um, And I think that he's just a really great leader to have on your team. I mean, Genetics is definitely one of the smartest guys in the league. I hope he didn't hear me say that, even though he's in the chat, because Lord knows that guy's ego cannot <laughs> afford to get any bigger. Oh. <laughs> uh, but I just have a lot of respect for how this team is willing to think about the game. Um, I don't know. I think that there is such a thing as getting too cute with how you want to play. And I don't mm. think that they're there, but I think that this team is potentially susceptible to that. Um I think that at some point, I want to, you know, this team got better in the early game as the year went on. You know, there was a while where they weren't, they weren't winning any early games. They were just having to come back from behind to win. Anyone who listened to my, any of my casts over the oh, years yeah. know I hate that play style. I hate, 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 hate that play style. I don't care if you pick five gods that you can, and you can say, it doesn't matter how much we're behind. If we get to minute X, they can't win. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I hate that style. I don't think it's conducive to winning championships. I know, again, I know PK and SK did it, but I would not recommend it. I think that that, that run was, uh, you know, very miraculous in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would not try and emulate it. So, you know, I my personal opinion of how you should be playing somebody at the top end is more aggressive. It's more similar to the way that you play or the Bolts play and the Dragons play when they're playing at their best. And this team has not shown me the capability of playing that style, which, in my opinion, is the best way to play Smite. But this team is really, really good whenever they uh, get to execute their game plans. They're really creative. And I don't think they're incapable of winning early games. They just... That's just not their style. Um, They remind me a lot of Titans, the way they want to play the game, which is just very macro oriented we're defending our buffs we will see you on our buffs we will most likely not be invading but i think i mean i think twig and harry have a very like team fight style i don't know much about genetics but his god pool is more defensive or seemed more defensive outside of the horse yep um so it's just like your front line's just all team fighters you're not really trying to like smork down a lane yep um, but i do agree with you i think i mean obviously like 
the teams I've been on. I I like pressure. I like I like holding W at people. Yeah, I would just rather be the one in control of the game. Uh, yeah. Not and if we lose because of mistakes we make, that's uh, that hurts. But at least we were in a position to have to make mistakes to lose. That's the way I. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the way I always think about it. Um. All right, Jade Dragons are up next. Four players staying the same. The only difference: Heroin out in mid, Pagon in in the middle lane. Pagon has been kind of the guy that everyone has talked about mm-hmm. over these last few years as the next man up for the SPL. He gets a shot on a really, really yep. strong roster. How do you think the Jade Dragons are going to do? I think that they need to look at what happened last year and do not repeat that. Whatever was happening last year, just their mojo or whatever just seemed off. Yep. And they did not seem like the Dragons that have been in the SPL. I mean... It might come down to your argument earlier where if you had the same people together for too long, things just start going poorly. Um, and I think that they might have had like an itch of that last year. It could be meta. But I think I think they kind of struggled on all fronts. I think their macro was kind of bad. I think their yep. micro was bad. Um, which is just weird to see those kinds of players struggle in the way that they were struggling. Yeah, like, it just really doesn't make sense. Um, I will say I'm surprised that that team did not change more. Yep. I expected them to change more. I expected it to be maybe two or three, not four. Um, but I think that this is kind of their, not like last-ditch effort with this roster, but something similar. Because um, I feel like that team will deteriorate if they don't have another good year. I think that they will, it'll be like a two or three staying together after this year, after like X split, like whatever. Um, I can't see them staying together long-term if they don't have like a top finish at Worlds, basically. Yeah, agreed. Uh, you know, if we, if the, if you're keeping four out of five or five out of five of the same players and you're getting the same results, I don't see why you wouldn't make pretty big changes um mm-hmm. i agree that i'm a little surprised uh that this is the roster they ended up with but i think that having a rookie in their mid lane is mm-hmm. actually a benefit and not uh, a disadvantage because i think it's going to force them to slow it down and go back to the to the fundamentals and the very bare bones of what they want to be doing in order to mm-hmm. teach Pagon the right way to be playing their style and the right way to play the game at a high level and I think that slowing it down and not getting ahead of themselves is going to be good for them overall. Um, mm-hmm. I think Which, having Cherry as a coach as well is a big boon. I think that they need to have an identity. And I think that they have not had an identity since PBM was hard controlling the entire game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they have just struggled since do you think that 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 strategy isn't viable anymore by the way just having mike control the whole map i i don't think so which it could just be a meta diff for him but i think their players are so used to pbm like i remember like back when we used to play against them i wouldn't get any farm no farm literally nothing like and, I mean, last year, like, we had the Mercury Dans, whatever. Like, that was fun for me. <laughs> but I think that they, if they're not doing, like, I don't even know if it's, like, a one-trick pony thing, but if their pressure isn't working, 
I think they struggle. Yeah, they can team fight late game, obviously. Every team in the SPL can team fight late game. But I think they won so many games before off of their smork pressure and PBM allowing PCAT to do whatever he wants in lane. And mm-hmm. I think that last year, that was like their dance play was why that they were so good. Like their dance, Merc, like all that, like their little mini meta they developed was why they were so good. And I think once that they kind of fell out of that meta, they just started struggling. Like, yeah. Not to say that. Okay, Scarabs obviously got way better, but Dragons yeah. in their mind should not be losing to Scarabs. And I think that losing to no. Scarabs at Worlds was a giant mental hit, at which is why I expected them to do more changes because it, that, that was a shocking loss. Again, yeah. Scarabs got way better. I have a ton of respect for Scarabs, sure. obviously. Um, but I think for Dragons that they just expected more out of themselves. Yeah. And I think that the meta needs to either change in a way to where PBM can start controlling the map again, or they need to redefine the way that their players are playing the game. Yeah. I mean, Mike, Mike, I was watching Mike stream a little bit ago and he was saying that, uh, someone asked him why he didn't play more Fenrir support last year. And his response Mm -hmm. was, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I was just trolling. Like, that's mm-hmm. the exact type of pick that that Mike has just dominated the league on uh, for years, and I think that to say that they lost their identity a little bit, that's all you need is that Mike didn't just play Sir Ket Fenrir all year. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no reason he should have picked any other god between besides Sir Ket Fenrir because that like he was just the best at that playstyle for a long time, and. Mm-hmm then they went away from it. And yeah, maybe the meta wasn't that for a little bit, but it clearly was that, you know, at Worlds. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know, the fact that the team that really invented that style alongside Aurora's teams, like, weren't mm-hmm. doing it, not not a great sign that they were all on the same page on what, uh, on what was really working there. So I think that kind of uh, stood out to me for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think this team... I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of it anymore because, you know, they were... Don't forget that the beginning of last year, they looked like they'd be the best SPL team of all time. Like, they they were crushing everyone phase one, and it was not close. Mm-hmm. And then they got to... They, they lowed a little bit right before playoffs, and then they dominated pl- phase one playoffs. And so, for them to end the year in phase two and in phase three and then at Worlds the way they did, it's really hard to to predict what this team is going to do. But I, you know, as I've said, I think the right way to play smite is to not allow your opponents to have their own choices. Jade dragons have exemplified that play style more than any other team in smites history. Therefore you should all understand that. I think the Jade dragons have the potential to be the best team in the league. If they play the way they should. Uh, and I still think that's the case. Um, I just mm-hmm. don't know if they will. Uh, Honestly, I think I kind of, soft disagree with i think that they not that like their time has come but i think that other teams have gotten so good at playing against dragons yep where i think that say like if dragons played leviathans i think that ronnie would be very prepared for what peeping would be doing on the map yeah and know how to play against it um i do still think dragons can be obviously an extremely good team yep but i don't know if they can like just raw dog, like, force pressure, and it'll work in, like, the current smite scene. Yep. Um, but I do think that they just need to redefine 
what they're doing, like I said earlier. Sure, fair enough. All right, next up, the Olympus Bolts. A couple of handsome gentlemen over here, including uh, Barracuda in the hunter slot. Yeah, all five members saying the exact same, except for one change. No mm-hmm. more row in the in the coaching role. It is masked instead, your old teammate. How do you think, uh, I guess I kind of want to start there. How do you think that masked presence is going to uh, be different than that of Rose? Um, I think Roe had a more coaching style, I guess, and Mask is more of a sixth member. I don't mm-hmm. know if, like, chat will get that, or if you... I assume you will, like, yes. understand that difference. Yep. Um, but there's a a big difference in what Roe will tell us and what Mask will tell us. Um, and I think the team moving forward wanted a... To be clear, we did not drop Roe. Roe left to pursue other things um yep we wanted a more sixth member sixth voice than a coach um and i think mask fits that perfectly for us um obviously team of mask before he's a beast and i think that he will only make us better because he'll be giving us not not i I guess more of a player's perspective than a coach's perspective yeah and he'll know more of like the in-game feels of a player than Roe will, yep. or Roe would have. Um, so I think he'll give us in- different information in a good way, which the players will respond better to. And I think, I obviously I think we'll be better with Mask, um, based on the players that we have on the team. And I think staying together for us was a good idea, because I think we had... Obviously, from Renegades to last year, I think we only got better. Um, I think we still have a few problems here and there, but I think our problems are getting ironed out. I feel like they're not increasing, like the amount of problems that we have as a team. I feel like they're getting smaller, basically. Um, And the discussions we have are being more productive. And we just had our first scrim day back today, um, and it went good. Ooh, back uh, in the saddle, huh? Yeah, back in the saddle. Uh, my mechanics are a little rusty since what? I did not play much in February. I uh, I did not play much in February, so I was missing a few things here and there that I no. shouldn't be missing. No. But overall, uh, we've had a pretty good scrim, first scrim day back. Um, we kind of are sticking to, obviously, I think what we do best. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think me and Vin are a good backline together. I think we work well off of each other. I think our front line is disgustingly good. Uh, they just they just kill people, man. I <laughs> I just shoot the objectives, and my front line just kills everything. Um, I think I think we have a few problems. Obviously, I don't I don't know of a roster that doesn't have any problems internally um, or like anything that people don't always agree on everything. Right. But like I said, I think that those problems are getting less the more that we stay together. And I think that Haddix has only been beneficial for us. Because uh, obviously four of us were together on Renegades and we picked up Haddix last year. Right. Um, I think Haddix has only been good for us. He has very strong opinions of way the way that he wants to play the game. Yep. And I think that, yeah, I think like our front line's sick. I think our back line's... Like, obviously really good as well. Um, I think we had a really good performance basically all all year last year. I think 
Worlds, we had a wrong read on the meta, obviously, I think. We also could have just played better, which, I mean, sucks to say, but it's like, I don't know. I, we felt weird, like, forcing a roster change because I felt like we played really good, but we just, like, had a bad Worlds performance, in my opinion. So it just, we it, it feels really bad to just be very satisfied for me for the entire year and then come to Worlds, and it's just like, I mean, obviously, we lost the team that won Worlds, whatever. Like, we have that, like, behind us, you know? Right. But I think that just losing in the way that we did didn't feel good. I felt like I wasn't able to have much of an impact. Uh, I feel like they outdrafted us as well. Um, and we outdrafted ourselves. It was kind of like a double-edged sword, which... It, it just it, it was just a bad situation to be in, but it's like... Forcing a roster change just felt awkward i think for us because we were so satisfied with how each other played mm -hmm. and yeah no i get it um you know i think that you guys clearly demonstrated like i said at the very beginning of this discussion capability of winning a world championship is binary you either are capable of it or you aren't i think mm -hmm. that your roster has demonstrated that you are capable of it which is something i wouldn't have said coming off of your renegades year I did not. I was not sure that 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 you guys could win win with everyone playing their best. This year, I think you proved, or last year, you proved that that is the case. And so, sticking with it is totally understandable. And I think that you guys, from from an outsider's perspective, of someone who is is fairly familiar with with every SBL team, I think you guys have the best synergy and team environment of any team I saw last year. And that, and that is certainly important. Um, I think the big thing for me is you guys were absolutely dominant in a very specific meta. And then as soon as the meta shifted is where you guys started to, to lose your footing and struggle. And yep. I say it a lot when it comes to younger teams, like a team like the Scarabs, they have to like scratch and claw and, and really like, work to understand and beat other teams at one meta and then it always feels like as soon as they get that or, or they get one team comp that is unbeatable like every team every great team has a team comp that if they get they can't lose it mm -hmm. takes so long to get that one comp and you get like two games with it and then everyone understands the linchpin and they take it away from mm -hmm. you and now you're back at square one and it's about how quickly can you get to that next unbeatable comp you guys had your unbeatable comps that you... I mean, you understood that summer meta inside and out. You were the best team mm -hmm. on that meta, no doubt. But this year, can you be quicker at adapting to those metas? Can you be more accurate yep. at adapting to those metas? That's the real question, Mark, for your team. But, you know, you've done the hard part, which is prove that if you get it, and you get it better than anyone else, you won't lose. It's just a matter of getting to that point. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us as well is to not take scrim wins so literally. Yep. Because uh, I was—I think I talked about it before, but going into Worlds, I don't think we lost a game on Bastet Eset. Yeah. Like, I generally don't think... I think we won, like, probably 15 games with that and didn't lose one. And I think we need to dissect our picks a little bit better and not just say oh this pick feels really good like yeah oh we won a lot with this pick like it has to be like 100 percent op no counter like 
Right. I think that's our biggest thing, which is just really, it's just, like, for me, I'm just annoyed by the results. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how do you win that many scrims? Like we were dominating with those picks. Like, like here's the way I look at it, Barra, is the difference between going like, yeah, going 15 and 0 with those picks is great. But could you have gone 10 and 0, gone, yeah, we like this. Let's get five more games of practice with different things, you know, in yeah, case that exactly. stops working, that kind of stuff. How much evidence do you need before you're convinced uh, mm-hmm. uh, of it, I think, is, uh, is what yep. makes sense to me. Like, how many repetitions do you need on the same picks? Yeah, right. Agreed. Um, all right, Oni Warriors is next up on the alphabetical list. We Again, we talked yeah. about them a little bit last week. <laughs> I don't think we have to spend a whole lot of time here. They could, I mean, we'll say the same thing. These five players could be the best team in the league. Uh, they haven't been. I'm not sure that they will be. They have a lot to prove, uh, specifically in their early game and in their mid-3v3. I think both of those have to improve heavily this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they are not top half of the SPL by the end of Phase 1, I would blow it up. I would, I would blow it up. 100%. If I'm the GM, I am slamming the eject button. I don't care who we pick up. I don't, you know, hit. I'm picking up Barbouche if I have to, man. Who cares? You haven't been hitting the ranked streets. You haven't been treated to a Barbouche cube, Barra. You really haven't been playing in February. You. It does not uh, matter. You got to <laughs> blow it up, okay? That's the way it's got to be. Uh, uh-huh. You have This team has one face. One face. To do it. That's mm. all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll agree with your one phase. I think if they haven't seen significant improvement, I think you have to have that talk after spring split. Of just like, okay, what's going wrong? Why are we losing? I mean, they should know why they're losing, I think. But I think, I just to like break it down a little further, I think Nika needs a lot less weight on him. Yeah. Uh, I think Boat also needs to be able to play the game. I think their 3v3 needs to work on all their synergy. Everything. And, Everything. Yeah, the 3v3. I think that 3v3 is the weakest part of their game, and I think that leaks into Vote's lane a lot because yeah. Vote was kind of non-existent last year outside of, like, a few plays here and there. And Duo is, like, really... more important this year than last year. Yeah. And like, you think Vote's going to be able to play the game more if his 3v3 doesn't start winning? Yeah. I don't. And I, I just I just think that Vote needs to be able to play the game again and get confidence back in his, like saddle basically um i i always have a lot of respect for vote playing against him i think he's disgustingly good if he's on but i think he did, literally didn't get to play smite last year nope. so i think nika also just my man needs some help man like his back yep. is he needs a chiropractor like every day yep. every day he just he he's doing so much for that team and i think yeah yeah uh, I'm just gonna repeat myself. I yeah. All right. So. Listen, I'm a huge Neil Ma fan. Uh, love that guy. Think he's awesome. Great friend. Uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna say I've got some faith. But mm-hmm. um, hopefully Neil has turned tuned out now. I don't know how much faith I have. Uh, they had a year to figure it out, and uh, I understand the situation, but have not been impressed with the results. Um, all right, next up, Solar Scarabs. Their only change, no more Solar Patrol in the solo lane. It is Scary D returning to that solo lane. Scary uh, definitely was spamming a lot of rank towards the end of last year. Sure, he's coming back hungry. This is a player who has not always looked outwardly motivated at all times. Um, mm-hmm. But I assume he will be 
this year and obviously his peaks are insane uh, as evidenced by their two yep. miracle worlds runs but i don't know man the scarabs team i know they improved a lot last year they certainly did uh i again i think that they think about the game in a different way and i think that's really valuable i still think scream is one of the best junglers to ever touch the game um and what he does to a team is transformative but they kind of need Scream to be on demon mode if they want this team to continue to go far. And I think that expecting Scream, you know, every great player eventually falters under the weight of needing to, when they need to carry too much. Everyone. Baskin. Adapting. Like, they all have done it. They've all had bad splits. This, like, this team is one bad split from Scream away from 8th place. That's a... Ooh, that's a... That's my take. That's a slam dunk of a take right there. Man, what... Uh, uh, man, I still got it, baby! You kidding me? What a headline that would be. What a... What a one-punch <laughs> little tweet that would be. Whew! I still got it. I'm, I'm not too far removed yet. Yeah, I... I think that currently they're probably still better than Dragons. Uh, mm. I think they're better than Warriors as well, potentially better than Valks. Uh, I think Valks are a big question mark for me. Um, but I think Scarabs coming into this year, I think last year they only got better as the year went on. Uh, I think Scary, having basically a whole year off of the SPL, I, mean, I think it's like six months or whatever, but yeah. I think he will be rejuvenated and angry and refocused and i think that they won't have any issues with scary like whatever issues he had before i don't think that those will exist now and i think that as young of player i guess young and new i think they're just hungry mm-hmm. and i think you can see that especially in i guess bobby i think bobby has just gotten better yeah. and no doubt better and better as time went on i think he's he's like the style that we said pbm needs to play forever and i think bobby is just playing that style forever i think their back line's really good i think Stu and Veronica are sick i think their front line is really annoying to play against with scary bobby and scream mm-hmm. uh, i don't think that this team will ever be a clean team to watch which i think is an advantage for them that every time you play against them they're going to drag you into the mud and yep. you'll play in the mud. And I think if they can continue to force teams to play their style, they'll, they'll only get better at that style. And so I think that they have the, a strong potential to come into the spring split very hot. And I think if they start with a strong momentum, uh, it'll just carry screams mental. And I think as long as scream keeps his mental in check and, you know, doesn't get too frisky, I think this team will be extremely good. But obviously, I'm a big Scarabs fan, so yeah. Take take that with a grain of salt, but yeah, I think they're sick. Fair enough. Tartarus Titans. Only change this team has made is uh, no more Benji. He has retired. Uh, He is instead their coach, which I am just learning now uh, by opening their team page. Um, And it is Solar Troll as their (laughs) new solo laner. Um, How do you think this changes the Tartarus Titans? I think Sot has a completely different playstyle than Benji. Benji yep. can kind of do everything. He's good in the slow metas. He's good in the 
lane winning meta. Okay, real I think quick before done. before we get too sidetracked, is it a hot take to say Benji is just the best solo laner of all time? Because that's where I'm at. I think he's the goat solo. Yeah, I don't think that that's a hot take. Cool. Sure I'm glad we're all on the same page. Pretty... I think that not enough people know that as well. Agreed. Uh, there is a big difference in playing against Benji to playing against other solo laners. Dude, everyone um, in chat is going, yeah, of course, what are you talking about? Man, do you have any idea how many Deathwalker stands are out there that still say Deathwalker is the best solo laner of all time? you have any idea how many people stopped watching Smite in Season 3 and still think Dimmy's the best to ever do it? There's so many, man. You know how many people go, yeah, Benji's really good, but did you see Divios play Geb solo? And I have to, like respond to those things sometimes you know i'm glad i i, I sold you guys short in the podcast chat i'm sorry mm-hmm. benji is the best solo laner of all time if you're saying anyone else you're trolling okay go ahead yeah uh i think obviously this team like i said before is the best buff defense team they're they build a castle around their buffs and it's very hard to penetrate they are just always in the right places their backline obviously probably has the highest mechanical skill of any backline in Smite. Yeah, I think that's and, kind of undisputed. Yeah, and I think that if they're just in a meadow where it's only, like, hit your skill shot characters, I think that that team will do extremely well. Uh, I think that they had an extremely good year last year. Uh, I don't know if... The SOT change will be better or worse for them. I think SOT will need to redefine the way that he plays just a little bit. I don't know if they'll be too used to playing with Benji's style. I mean, obviously, like, SOT's disgustingly good mechanically. Um, but yep. I think Benji and SOT are just obviously different players with the way that they want to play the game. Yep. Um, we did see, obviously, uh, issues internally. I mean, you can bring up the layers and saw situation. Yep. I think the uh, I think Saw was also kicked. I think back in the day by the same roster. I could be wrong. Saw played with Cyclone and Aurora on Splice, and I don't. The, the, they just went their separate ways after the season ended. Um. So mm-hmm. you know, t- make, yeah, make that kicked, like, what you will. Yeah. 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 Um, but obviously on paper, disgustingly good mechanics across the board. I think Aurora is also a very good facilitator. I think Lairs has only looked extremely strong in the jungle. Um, yeah, I just think that they're a really strong roster at all angles with just, also, I think they want, they want to play the game similarly, uh, as well. So I think that this, it, I, yeah, I just think it's a strong roster for them. Um, I think that they will have a little bit of a weaker spring split with Sot, but I think that the longer they're together uh, this year, I think that they'll get better. I think this team is the best mechanical team in the league. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think the only one who could potentially contest that is the Leviathans. But I'd take I'd take the Titans mechanically. Um, I think they're all insane mechanically at their roles. The, the big thing for me is going to be mental game for this team Mm -hmm. you know satin layers notorious for being really really red hot and when they're hitting everything they're the best players in their roles when they have their off games they lose a little bit of confidence things start going downhill i think that can Mm -hmm. happen to this team as a whole um i give a lot of credit to 
Paul Aurora and Cyclone for last year assimilating layers into their team. I didn't think that that pickup was going to work very well. I was very wrong on that. Layers looked fantastic. Uh, I think that's a lot of credit to those three and Benji as well at the mm-hmm. time um, for making that work really well. And they're going to have to do it again with Sot because I agree. I think that he is uh, he demands your team plays a different way than Benji would. But at their peak, if 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 it's if it's Civil War style lining up across from each other and just who hits more <laughs> buttons, Titans win, bro. Like <laughs> they're winning. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, I, I'm curious to see how this team develops as they go. The there there is a large their potential finishes are anywhere from one to low. Uh, I don't mm. think it'll be low, but I think they have potential to have that happen. Um, and then finally, the Valhalla Valkyries, your brand new Valhalla Valkyries. I'll read the whole roster because you might not be familiar. It's Aquarius Solo, Kirmi Jungle, Benny Q Mid, Gamma Support, Wowie ADC, and Sharks as their coach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this team is going to have to learn a lot uh, I don't think there's any question about that. This team was absolutely the the next best team and we're ready to join the SPL. We talked about that last week. For me, all they've got to do is be better than last year's Valks in phase one to, to be considered successful in phase one. And that is a low bar. Like th- all they have to do is like raise their leg and put their foot over the bar. Uh, it, it is very, they don't even have to like leave the ground necessarily. Um, Which is probably a beneficial thing for them because they're coming in with, like, just last year's Valkyries compared to them. Yep. Yeah, it's... I think that they won't have much of a mental stress on them because all they... Like you said, all they have to do is be better than last year's Valks. Yep. And if they are, like, the scene will have so much faith in them. And them, as players themselves, will have so much faith in themselves. As long as they're, like... Because obviously no one's expecting them to come in, like pop off and like beat every spl team like as long as they look good and have their like shining moments that's all this team needs to do for for the first phase what do you think they need to do by the end of the year to have it be considered a successful year for the valkyries honestly i don't know because i don't know their mid trio that much uh mm-hmm. i don't know much about gamma i don't know much about Kirmi. Obviously, Benicu's God Pool is all like 115 characters in Smite. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I that's a good question, but I don't know how to answer it because I don't know three of their players enough. I know Wowie and Aqua obviously played against them, played with Aqua for a while. Um, but I don't know, like, obviously, uh, I guess we could just come back to the Dragons discussion earlier. I think that they just need to have their identity and just continue to work on that identity throughout the year just figure out something day one how we want to play smite and then we just start playing smite forever that way yeah yeah i don't know man i mean this team i think they've got a pretty solid they have an understanding of how they want to play um i think just coming off the titans discussion i think Mm -hmm. that the, the biggest gap for this team is i think that they aren't they they have the potential to be spl level but i think they're a little bit too inconsistent mechanically to be top spl level i should have said top spl level they're obviously spl level i think they're Mm -hmm. a little bit too mechanically inconsistent to be top spl level yet 
in in my experience and watching over the years, mechanics are teachable. Um, mm-hmm. It's really easy when you're just like a mechanical god. You know, Baskin comes into the league on a on a not very good team in season two, and just out mechanics everyone, and everyone knows. Haddix comes into the league last year as a semi-rookie after playing with with Sanguine at Worlds and is just automatically one of the best mechanical players in the league. That that makes your job easier, but we've seen players who I think were not mechanically great come into the league and become mechanically great. I think Nika is an example of that. Nika, when he started, I did not think was mechanically good enough to be top of the SPL. Now he clearly is. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't think that that... I, I hope people don't take that as I think these players are bad because I don't. Oh yeah, no, um, of course. Not. I I think they hard stomped at SE or the qualities outside of Oni's. So. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that they have room to grow mechanically, and I think they will grow. And I think if this team makes it to like quarters at Worlds, uh, that would be a very successful year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Yeah, I think that this is just if they just ride their excitement throughout this year and just not like don't take themselves too seriously, but like don't beat up on themselves when they're losing. Yeah. Like if they're winning, they will just be popping off the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but I think if they're losing, as long as they keep strong mentals, and I think like I know Aqua and Wowie have really strong mentals. Obviously, like I said, don't know much about the other three. Um, but I know they have strong mentals, obviously. I think Kirmi has gotten a lot better uh, over the years. I think Sharks was talking about that in an interview. Yeah. I think he was saying he's been with Kirmi for like two years and he's just watched Kirmi grow and grow and grow. And when you have a player like that, and also when you've had a coach be with him for two years, he knows everything about Kirmi at this point. And so you can just help him grow continuously. And I think that they played so well in the qualities that they still had that momentum. Obviously, I think they could have been warriors um but i think that they're just not at that level yet which in my opinion should only excite them more yep because they're just so many fresh faces in the league and they i i think the team has a potential to be extremely good yeah i i'm very excited for them because i i didn't think gamma was going to be as clean as he was at the land Gamma's i think he a beast, extremely bro. well He's really I good. think Camry played really well. Obviously, Aqua and Wowie, I, I know how they play. They're extremely good players. Yep. Um, but I think this team across the board, like Benny as well. I think he, he's just the most probably the most interesting person in SPL right now, because you don't know who he's going to pick, and his own team doesn't know who he's going to pick. <laughs> I think that that is just very exciting for a player to be like that in the league, and I think. Agreed. He has the potential to redefine mid if he can work on his picks enough to get them to like the top level. Obviously, that's going to be a lot of scrims and a lot of like hard conversations. Yep. Um, within the team, but I think that they have the capabilities to do it because I think Wowie and Aqua obviously have been hungry for a very long time. And then having three rookies, you're obviously just going to be hungry the whole time. Like, yep. you're you will never be satiated on this roster for Look this. Look at year. you with a nice little, nice little big word there, a little satiated. Yeah, I didn't know action. if that was if that word was going to be correct. And perfect. I my was, gut and just went with it. That was perfect usage. Uh, yeah, real quick, last thought. Two two last things on the Valkyries. One is a statement. One's a question for you. Okay. Since Paul has come to the SPL, 
some people might think, isn't it so lucky that Paul's gods are always meta? And it's not luck. I know where this is going. It's that Paul has single-handedly shaped the meta and where those picks are going in mid. I don't think Benny's going to make everyone else start playing chalk mid. That's not what I'm saying. Wait. I thought this was an ad. It's not. It's oh. not. This is a sincere statement, Barry, and you're ruining my well, momentum. I thought this was an ad. You, you, you did the same, like, ad intro. I'm trying to get people invested okay, in what okay. I'm saying, you know? I'm, I'm okay, building you're suspense you're in my own sentence, okay. man. Good lord. Where was I, man? I lost my train of thought. This is unbelievable. It's not luck. It's not luck that Paul's gods have been meta over these last few years. He demands that everyone learns what he's playing in order to beat him to that punch. Benny Q has potential to do that with some picks, and that would be huge. Um, that that would be really big for the league. It's big every time a player like that comes in. I don't know if Benny's going to do it, um, but it would be very exciting if he does. Final question on the Valkyries, and then we're going to the random question of the week. Will the Valkyries finish as the eighth seed in phase one? No. Ooh, I'm going to go yes. I'm going to go yes, but it's going to be close. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be close either way. Sure. Um, I think that they have the potential to surprise a lot of teams. Um, yep. I think if, they're, if their strats are working for them, I think they have the potential to win a few sets. Um Obviously, I'm not going to say they're going to, like, hard stomp, like, the other SPL teams. Right. Because I think that if, like, obviously in the qualies, Oni's, in my opinion, are the weakest SPL team, and then they lost to Oni's in qualies. So, mm-hmm. it'd be kind of a crazy take for me to be like, oh, yeah, they're just going to, like, switch up everything and then start dominating the league. Uh, but I think that they will be bottom for the split. Um, I don't think that they'll be eighth. Uh, but I, I think that they will be near bottom. Fair enough. I'm excited to see what happens. All right, time for the random question of the week. Uh, and as promised, uh, I did a Reddit, Reddit AMA this week, and someone said, have you thought about the random question of the week? And I said, no, and I won't either. Um, and I didn't. <laughs> so here I am uh, once again on my own uh, trying to think of a random question of the week. Um, okay, I've got one. I've got one for you. Uh okay. We, so I, like I said, I just set up this three monitor stand. And when I say I, I really mean Joe, my wife, who is much handier than me. She is much better at building things than I am. Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person that I have to sit there and read the same directions for like 30 minutes (laughs) to be sure I know what's happening. And then I'm still going to refer to them all the time. And I'm going to be very slow. uh, And it takes me forever to do anything in that way. Whereas Joe, she doesn't read the directions at all. She just instantly starts building it. And if she gets stuck, she'll be like, what did I do? And then she'll go to the directions and figure it out. And it has caused some uh, problems not reading directions. But more often than not, she goes off. Uh, And she built this whole monitor stand like instantly uh, while I was still reading the directions. How How does building things go in the Salter household? Uh, I... Well, we kind of share it, honestly. Um, we kind of share everything as far as, like, building things. I think sometimes I do a really good job, and then sometimes if Destiny, like, sets her mind to it, she'll just, like, hard commit and get frustrated, mm-hmm. but fight through the frustration, through the instructions. Like, she'll put together something wrong and then get so, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so angry. <laughs> <laughs> just like 
She'll get to like a breaking point of like, do I want to just break this, or do I want to just take this apart and redo it the correct way? And it's always been <laughs> taking it apart and putting it together the right way. But there's this anger in her eyes when she's putting things together. And but you're never really I'll... sure, you know. The yeah, right day, like... the right circumstance, that thing could be a, a pile of ashes. Yeah, if she's got the hammer in her hand, like, I'll just watch, and I won't really, like, want to join, because I don't know where it will be swung. Right, right. Um, but we kind of share all, like, car duties, um, like, cleaning duties. We kind of share everything pretty equally. Um, yeah, I, I think sometimes she's way better than I am at, like, figuring, like, puzzles out, I guess. Mm-hmm. And... Whether we're putting something together or just, like, in life in general, she's got a different working brain than I do. I see things very, like, fact-wise, and she sees them, I guess, like, what could be. Mm. Um, so I think that she has a very good take on a lot of things. And I think, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty good together, I yeah. think. Just, just a little bit. I would agree with that. You know, Barrow, we kind of missed our window for the off-season, potentially, to have Joe and Destiny oh, host a show. Yeah, not gonna lie, I thought that that was going to happen. Wait, what do we have next weekend? Maybe we can try and get them to do it. It it would have to be earlier because oh, Joe goes to bed. Now. Yeah, because it's on Mondays. Well, even if it was on yeah. Sundays, you know, my wife's oh, a teacher. Sorry. She wakes up ungodly early, so it would have to be like an earlier podcast, uh, like a, like a six or six thirty p.m. podcast or something like that. Um, and it wouldn't be smite related really at all. I don't think, I don't know what it would be. Maybe chat would ask them questions. Uh, yeah, I, I think know. it would have to be an AMA episode. I want to, I wouldn't want to throw destiny into like, all right, Destiny, do the podcast. Good luck. It's yeah. Definitely an AMA about us. Probably. Yeah, probably <laughs> Joe. Uh, good. Yeah. Joe doesn't really know anything about smite. Um, mm-hmm. she's not a gamer, as they say. Uh, mm-hmm. so that wouldn't really work for it to be smite related, but I think, uh, I think that could be good. We'll, we'll that mull it be... over. We'll mull it over. Yeah, it could be us related. It could also be life related. You know, if people want different opinions on things that aren't me and you. And yeah. want to ask, like, you know, have like a woman's touch on it, you know? And I think that it would be beneficial uh, to not have, you know, two old men bickering about, you know, whatever we <laughs> bicker about during the AMAs. Yeah, oh, um, that is yeah, true. I, I think if we do an AMA episode and, you know, kind of hold their hand a little bit in chat, I think it would be... Do you, yeah, do you, I don't think we should be allowed to be on the podcast at all. Ah, uh, nah, definitely not. Okay. We'll, we'll be facilitating the chat, I Okay. Think. Joe is going to be so wildly uncomfortable answering these questions, and I think it's going to be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> because well, at Destiny, least Destiny, obviously. like, streams, you know? Like, Destiny's yeah, exactly, about that yeah. life. Like, Joe has never done anything like that. Uh, and I think oh, it's going to make her deeply uncomfortable. Uh, maybe maybe I'll have a glass of wine for her, for her to that's relax. That's what I was going to say, yeah. yeah. A, little, a little relaxation uh, while she's doing it. All right, maybe that's next week's episode. Maybe it's not. Maybe you'll just tune in. And hear my voice go, oh, it's Agro and Barracuda again, as per <laughs> usual. And you'll be uh, disappointed. That's how it goes. Um, all right, well, thanks, everyone, for watching. Make sure uh, you're giving us a rating and liking us and 
buying our stuff and our sponsors stuff and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Oh stuff. yeah, no ad read this week, but still uh, hooking it up with Mint Mobile. So mintmobile.com slash backliners. I lied to you explicitly last week. Mm-hmm. I said in the future it would be mintmobile.com slash back. I was oh, lied no. to and therefore I lied to you all. It is from now and forever, unless I'm lied to again, mintmobile.com slash backliners. Uh, if you want to get premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month, that's the place to go. Um, we'll all right. keep you updated. We'll keep you updated on that. We will see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for watching slash listening. Barry, you know what to do. Bye. You know, I kind of tossed you a weird one there, and you were a consummate professional. I had, like, a weird, like, do sort of thing, and you did not let it phase you. And I want to say Yeah, I'm I didn't impressed. know where to start there, and I kind of let the ending of the bye kind of lift up, you know, have a nice yeah. little takeoff at the end. Yeah. A little, little extra good. mustard on different. Feel. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't like mustard. So. Neither do I. Mustard's bad. It is bad. It's it's the worst condiment by far. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.